So I just hit record. So I guess there is no turning back now. Um, and you may be wondering why I say that, why I say it in that context, in that tone. And that is because in this podcast episode, what I want to do is talk about creativity. I want to talk about why photographers are afraid of creativity. And it's not an easy podcast for me to do. So if you remember back several podcast episodes ago, it was the first one that I did like this, like in this style, not having an interview, just me talking. It was about mental health in landscape photography. And that honestly, compared to this one, compared to this episode, that episode was a lot more easy for me to record. This one is is a lot more difficult for me to record because of where it puts me in the space. And I think that a lot of you will be able to resonate with that feeling with your own photography. So before we get started, before I play that common pre-roll explanation of what the landscape photography show is that you hear every single episode. I just want to say I'm not a motivational speaker. I'm not some person out on a pedestal or a sidewalk or a soapbox. I'm just a photographer. I know how a lot of this stuff feels and For better or worse, I force myself into these situations. So without saying anything else, why don't we roll that music? The Landscape Photography Show is a podcast where you can listen to your favorite photographers talk about their journey in photography. It's a place where you can be inspired and also learn how to take better photos. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome into the podcast. My name is David Johnston. Like I said in the little intro portion of this episode, this podcast is not going to be the typical format, and it's one of the things that I like to do from time to time. Instead of interviewing somebody, I like to pick a topic that I think is beneficial for a lot of people. And the reason I space them out so much during the interview-based podcast is Partially because I I like talking to other photographers. I like hearing their voices about things. But I think that is a mask that I put on top of it. Predominantly, why I space these out so much is because I'm afraid of doing them. I don't like... really. Well, I don't want to say I don't like doing it. But typically, it's uncomfortable for me to put myself out there to be that voice, to be somebody who's talking about these topics in photography or in creativity in general that can get us tripped up. And in this podcast, we're talking about why photographers are afraid of creativity. And I just said it. We are. We are afraid of being creative. Now, there are a handful of photographers that I'm sure are not afraid of doing that. But I feel like there are a lot of photographers who are afraid of doing that, but they like to say that they're not, and they really are. They really are afraid to be creative and put themselves out there so they put a mask on and do it that way. I'm not one of those. I'm afraid of it. I'll admit it. 
I typically like to get input from other photographers when I go to a new location. I like to see what they've done and I like to do that because I'm afraid of being creative. I'm afraid of doing my own photography. I'm afraid of doing something wrong. It's not that far-fetched. And this really hatched out of an idea, you know, we're all in this quarantine and social media of uh, staying inside, not being able to go out to photograph in, in a lot of places. Some areas are starting to reopen. But I started reviewing a lot of my old photographs and I started to realize, man, I shot a lot more than I do now. I shot a lot more different stuff. I didn't get pigeonholed into certain types of images. I tried a lot more new things. And realizing that has put me on this quest, I guess, during quarantine of trying to get out and photograph local places while still distanced appropriately from people that allow me to try different techniques. And one of those that I've been trying to do a lot more is time-lapse. And I'll be the first to tell you right here on the podcast, I suck at it. Every single time I go out and photograph something in a time-lapse sequence, I bring it back and realize I've done something wrong. I have dust spots on my lens that completely ruin the sequence, but I have fun doing it and I enjoy being out there and doing it. And I want to share like the overall idea of creativity, the definition. And, and I looked it up on merriamwebster.com and creativity says it's the use of the imagination or original ideas, especially in the production of artistic work. And you may be thinking, okay, Dave, great, fine definition of creativity, but I wanna break it down in two different ways. First, when we look at that definition, we have to realize that we must view photography as art. We must view landscape photography as art, as such. Because in that definition, it says the use of the imagination or original ideas, especially in the production of artistic work. So if we're trying something new in landscape photography, it means that we're being creative. We're seeing something in a different light, both literally and figuratively, but we're also accepting the fact that landscape photography is art. You know, the early landscape photographers throwing it way back, they went out and photographed and everybody viewed it as documentary style of, of capturing what's out there, what's in nature, what are you seeing? But they viewed it so much as art and fought for that. I think we need to pay them homage in doing the same thing. Like we shouldn't shrug it off that it's not artistic work. Photography and landscape photography in general is a creative practice. Whether or not your artistic scene in your local area sees it as such, if they don't, work to change that. And then number two, is we must be original in our ideas and that means being first. So the definition again, the use of imagination or original ideas, especially in the production of artistic work. Original ideas 
means first. You're the first one doing it. You're coming before all others. So when you start to come before others, that puts you in a very strange situation that I feel like a lot of landscape photographers and the personality types that I've talked to on the podcast are unfamiliar and uncomfortable with. So being first means being seen. It means being out there in front of everybody else in this specific topic or genre that you're trying to photograph. It means being known. It means being vulnerable. And I don't want to be known. I'm a content creator. If you want to like put the air quotes around that, since that's like the cool term right now in social media, like what do you do? I'm a content creator. Yeah, I do a podcast. I do YouTube. I do video contract work with websites. I I create contract. I photograph things. I do time lapses now, even though they suck. But I'm a content creator creator, creativity, kind of the same thing. And I don't like to be known in person for that because that means I'm letting other people into my own little world. You know what I'm saying? If, if you understand that, you know that it takes a lot of, of courage for you to be known by others. And I have a very small circle of people who fully know me and I don't let anybody else into that circle. Or you got to work really hard to get into that circle. And it, it really, I didn't realize this was happening until I started my YouTube channel and I had probably gotten up to 10,000 subscribers on it. And I was going to photograph some sand dunes in North Carolina on the coast. And I went out there, you know, I go out, I sit in my car for like two hours before I walk out and sit in front of my composition for another two hours. And while I was sitting in my car, I was just like thinking about what I was going to see, what I wanted to try with sand dunes and, and what I wanted to do to create that. And I remember journaling while I was sitting there waiting on everything to begin and start. And I was just thinking about the excitement I had around creating something. And while I was walking out to the sand dunes, you know, I left my journal behind, grabbed my photography bag. I was making my way out to the sand dunes. I passed two other photographers. They were coming back into their cars. And I just said, hey, is anything out there to photograph? Any good compositions? Just making small talk. And one of them said, I know that voice. And turned around and knew me from YouTube. And and look, we all kind of like have that thought once or twice. It's like, what if I was actually like somebody who was known? And what would that be like? I thought, I always thought that would be kind of cool. It was really weird. It was so weird that this person had known me and connected with me on a virtual platform enough to know my voice. Now, I fully appreciate them being involved in that platform and fully appreciate them knowing me and and liking me enough to watch my videos on YouTube, but it was still a little weird, I'm gonna be honest. And 
it made me realize, I don't know if I like being known that much. I don't know if I like being that person who's out there. Now, there are a lot of other photographers who are way bigger on YouTube than me, and I think that's awesome. I cheer for them. I'm probably a subscriber to them. But it was just a very strange situation. And I remember after that thinking, well, man, since I was filming out there, I was like, I can't screw this one up because that guy's going to watch it. And now that I had seen his face, it was like, wow, what if I really fail at this one and he knows it? And it put extra pressure on me because I was in that place of vulnerability. I was in that place of putting out work that would be seen. And now that I knew I was known by one person, mind you, it made me pause and and rethink my photography. And I think that was the beginning of the fall for me and the fear of creativity. And that can be a real challenge. I know other YouTubers have talked about not wanting to put a lot of content out of failing whenever they go out and and photographing. And in terms of the word failing, what I'm talking about is, you know, taking a photograph that you're not specifically like really happy with, even though the experience was cool. Like, I don't need to, I don't, I don't think I need to say that the experience was cool. We all know we enjoy being out photographing the landscape scene, but being known in that point is very vulnerable. And when you go out with not knowing what's going to happen, but you're trying to make an enjoyable video for somebody to watch that content and then you like don't even really get a good photo that's kind of scary that's putting yourself out there a good amount so that's like the vulnerability of something like being a creative and and i know whenever i say the word vulnerability i always think of brene brown um you may have heard of her she's very big on the speaking stance of vulnerability and and being a creative person. And and she says, you know, two great things about being in a vulnerable space that I want you guys to, to hear and understand. And that is when your barrier about vulnerability is the belief of vulnerability, the main question then becomes, are we willing to show up and be seen when we can't control the outcome. That really resonates with me. And I think that really resonates with a lot of photographers too. Because every single photographer that I talk to has trouble, has a point in their journey, in their creative life, in their photography, that they really struggle with the not knowing the outcome of how their work is going to be received in the world and in our world we grow our businesses we grow our following by posting on social media when you hit post with no intent of pulling it back you are not in control of the outcome at all i've had things turn sour real real fast on social media 
with comments on my thoughts, whether that be video content or photos on Instagram or something like that, man, people will tell you what they think and sometimes that's not easy to take. And when you are a creative, you're putting it out there with no control over the outcome of that post. And, and she also says the barrier could be about safety too. So the question then becomes, are we willing to create courageous spaces so we can be fully seen? Now that's interesting too, because on the other hand, we're talking about having no control over the outcome, but we can also create spaces where we feel courageous to be fully seen, to be fully creative, to be fully aware of how we see the world, how we think. And I think a balance of the two is really good. And I think we need to make friends with that fear about posting something, about creating something new, about trying something new. I remember a long time ago when I was first starting in landscape photography and I was meeting with somebody. I don't even know like if they were a legit person, but they claimed to have a lot of connections in the art world. I never saw any of those connections, so maybe they were just blowing a lot of hot air back out me. And I remember sitting down with them and I was like, I love taking photos of flowers. Like spring is such a cool time for me to go out and photograph because I love these close-up, intimate photographs of flowers. And she looked at some of my work for a long time, and she was like, it's good, but you can't, you can't do that. Like that, no, you don't need to do that. And I was I'm a little bit perplexed. I looked back at her, and I was like, why? And she said, because no male photographer can have a subject like flowers. And she was dead serious. I mean, I was shook. And just starting out as somebody who was a blank slate and not talked to anybody else about photography, this was literally my first meeting about photography, hearing this person say this back to me, is that I can't do what I really enjoy doing because of my gender. And that really confused me and it act, I believed it. I mean, I'm not afraid to admit I believed her when she said that and I stopped taking photographs of flowers for the longest time. Now, I wish I could tell you um, to be brave. I wish I could tell you to create freely, but I think it should be pretty obvious by this point that I'm scared to be seen too. I'm scared to have people look at me, have people have a negative mindset or negative opinion of me, that's something I really struggle with. And I think that's something that a lot of other photographers struggle with too. And there are a lot of stories out there about that, but I think the one really encouragement that I can share with you guys is just try. Just try. And it's kind of what I tell myself before I do something that I think 
is outside my comfort zone in photography is being afraid to try that new thing being afraid to be seen as somebody who is not somebody's you know in their top 10 list of favorite photographers i can't please everybody with my photography and i think i've come to the comfort level with that as well um and I'll, I'll give you two examples of, of this, just trying, you know, and they're very recent examples. I recently during this quarantine with, with a lot of people being home and being on social media, uh, I got the idea to maybe do some Instagram lives. And I wanted to do this in a way that it was helpful for other people but I couldn't figure out how to do it. So I brainstormed a lot of these ideas and I was really excited about them all, but I kept telling myself that they weren't, they weren't quite there, they weren't good enough yet, when in reality they were. I was just using that as a lie to procrastinate doing it and because I was afraid to do it. Finally, when I got up the courage to do this, um, I didn't know what to expect. I had never done it before. I feel like that was a creative step for me. Um, and obviously a live video is putting you in a vulnerable position. And I remember starting it, I hit play and kind of like starting this episode of the podcast. I was just like, well, I've hit play, I've hit record, no turning back now. So I just started talking and started watching that little number go up and up and up and up with people who are watching. And I say up four times because every time I say up, that's only one person who is watching the video. So topped it out at four live viewers for the entire 30 minutes that I was talking. And that doesn't feel good. Um, reaching it all at the apex there was one comment that lingered on the screen and that was trying not to laugh while watching this i was like dang man well well at least that comment will go up in the scroll as more people keep watching but the problem was nobody kept watching nobody else commented and that comment stayed at the bottom of the screen it stuck there that is not an easy pill to swallow but i continued to try i continued to show up i continued to tweak my approach to it and doing it a different way, I started getting more viewers. I started talking with other photographers. I started getting more viewers, more comments. And I started having a lot of fun doing it because I knew showing up the same people who I saw show up probably in that first four count of viewers were getting value from it. And if I can outlast that one negative comment knowing that I can give value to several people at one time, then I think that outweighs 
one nasty comment and a bumpy start to a very uncomfortable journey on social media. Now let's go to a different situation. And these are just meant to encourage you just to try something and just knowing, hey, I got four viewers on an Instagram live and one nasty comment that stayed on the bottom of the screen for 30 minutes and I'm okay. It didn't kill me. So just try it. The second thing I'd say the sponsor of this show all the time, I do a mid-roll ad for them, Visual Wilderness. I did a live webinar for them and was really excited because my courses on there sell very well. I enjoy working with them a lot and I believe in what they're doing. I was really excited to do this live webinar. I put in hours of work into the videos. I knew that it was gonna crush it in the content realm of things because of the quality and the value that was included in an hour and a half of video content that I was playing for them. And do you know how many people showed up? Eight. Eight people. But you can look at that two ways. You can look at it, man, eight people showed up for this and I busted it just to get all this value into these videos. You can look at that as like, what a waste. Or you can look at it as, I don't care if eight or a thousand people show up to this. I'm gonna do this to be sure that whoever gives me their time is going to get the most value out of me as possible. And I'm gonna be happy that those eight people decided to spend an hour and a half with me going through video content. And I'm gonna be happy with how that course turned out. And I was, I was extremely happy with the course. I got great reviews from those eight people who showed up. So I was happy, it's no big deal, just try. Just try, just trying those two things in the long run made me happy about doing them and I can look back and be proud that I just tried. Now it's not easy for me to talk about. Honestly, it's embarrassing that I just shared those two stories because we are such an analytics driven society focused on numbers and focused on sub counts, like counts, shares, comments, positivity if you get negativity you suck you're a failure i don't subscribe to that way of thinking even though it tries to enter my mind a lot of the times as a photographer as somebody who wants to be creative so my advice would be just try it's not going to kill you it's not going to hurt your business if it doesn't go exactly the way you wanted it to go are you going to be embarrassed Honestly, maybe for the short term, but for the long term, if you stick with it, if you keep trying new things, more people are going to discover you and more people are going to love you for what you're trying to do. And those are the people that you show up for, not the one comment that lingers at the bottom of your screen. So am I scared to try creative episodes in the podcast like this? Absolutely. But I think the value that it brings a lot of people to be understood and to be known of what they're going through and to be able to relate on that level of photography is something that 
holds more value than anything else, holds more value than any composition tip I could share with you, holds more value than any gear review I could make for you on YouTube, holds more value than any interview I could give with another photographer or interview that I could ask them questions about photography. I think the act of having support, having community, having the ability to riff with you guys on different struggles in landscape photography is uber beneficial to everyone involved in this podcast. Whether this episode gets five listens, five downloads, and my, I don't know, ranking on iTunes plummets, at least those five people know where I'm coming from and those five people get value out of it. I'm happy. Um, so am I a public speaker? No. Am I an inspirational story, an inspirational per- person? I don't think so. Am I a guy living in Tennessee who likes to take photographs and knows the struggles that go along with that? Absolutely. Um, so that's why I wanted to record this podcast.